1: Welcome to It's 11, it's heaven for Jamie Vardy, the Leicester City podcast, by Leicester City fans, for Leicester City fans, we mean business tonight, there will be no games played during this show, only some good hard chats. Joined tonight by Tom and Aidan. Aidan, first and foremost, it's come to you because you've got a bit of a celebration that's been going on this weekend with your Irish team, how's things?
2: I do have reason to smile, thankfully, (laughs) because the Foxes haven't given me much recently. Um, Yeah, good uh, won the, the Irish Cup, so the Northern Irish FA Cup um, trophy on Saturday. Fifth time in the club's history. Um, so uh, with a, a, a very dramatic 2-1 win over Bellamini United. We're 1-0 down going into extra time and scored in the in this third minute of extra time to bring it, or sorry, of time added on in the 90 to bring it to extra time. And then we were in the 122nd minutes, the second minute of stoppage time at the end of extra time. Um, when we managed to get a winner. So uh, on both goals, both occasions, I raced down from the back of the stand to the front uh, at Windsor Park and um, managed to get myself and BBC coverage with my short Road Brazilians flag that I got the kids in my special school to make for me. And um, I was wearing my, my kind of Hawaiian, black and red Hawaiian shirt. So looking the part on TV, great result, Happy man.
1: Well, wow, congratulations. Uh, it sounded like a bit of an all-time classic. Why were you at the back? Had you, had you started to leave, had you?
2: No, not at all. Not. Just like a bird's-eye view of what's going on. So I got back row, back row seats. Oh, I think mean, you rushed. I've got you, have got you. Tom, it's good to see you again.
1: only left your presence this morning uh, after a, a, a disappointing day, really, yesterday for us down at KP. Yeah, I'd uh, I'd
0: love to say that I was surprised by the result, but not really. Um, yeah, as, as Aidan said, you know, the Foxes, they've, they've not given us much to smile about recently, have they? And uh, uh, it's just feeling like things have really petered out and every game just means nothing now. Well, following that. <laughs> hi, <Barrett.
1: laughs> Sorry. I, I, feel, I feel like we're going to slip into the meaning of life at some point. <laughs> Barry, it's good to have you with us as well. How, how's things for you?
3: Yeah, good mate, good. Uh, how about you? Yeah,
1: good. Thanks
3: <laughs> for better weekends. But... Well, well, yeah, my team won, so I'm all right. But yeah, your guys yeah, it did. wasn't your You're best in... performance, no. You're up in heavy heights above us now, aren't you? We are just now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You have got a game in hand, that um, yeah, still, but we'll see we how that goes. Every...
1: We lose every game, though, Barry. <laughs> so it's not going to make those.
3: <laughs> we'll be all right <laughs> if there's
1: not a corner. Yeah, we will. Yeah, I've got I've got an idea for that, but we'll come on to that a bit later on. Uh, let's just summarize the game yesterday. Then, Aidan. did you see Leicester, Leicester yesterday? Did you what do you think of the performance?
2: Yeah, I watched watched match of the day too, so that's when I'm kind of going off. Um, just a bit slow, really. It seemed like, a, um, slow to second balls. Uh, and I think just a, a lack of there's a there's a and it was the same in the Roma match. Uh, Things were just breaking down when they shouldn't have. You know that we lack of quality um, from players who you know have got that quality, but that lack of clinical, clinical edge, clinical finishing, um, especially in, in the final third, and um, just not getting the not getting the ball in the net, but just not, you know, moves breaking down when they shouldn't be, um, and maybe indecision, um, and yeah, that that lack of just that cl- cotton edge to, to get the ball um, in the net, and um, so kind of making making chances, but things breaking down for us. So, disappointing, but kind of saw it coming off the back of of Roma, um, not surprised, really, and off the back of of what we've seen recently. Um, I just think that's where we're at at the moment.
1: So, to take that back a step there, then, Tom, you know, as I said, off the back of Roma, he's not surprised about that. Should we have expected a bit more of a response yesterday from the lads? I know there's not loads to play for in terms of league uh, stability, Or, or position? Well, there is actually in terms of position because we can finish as high yeah. as, eight
0: or as low as fifteenth.
1: But we were, we were you, were you hoping or we expecting a, a bit more fight from the lad yesterday. You
0: would, yeah, you would. You would have thought there was there'd be a bit more grit in the performance. And yeah, fair enough. You know, we've we've been saving all our fellas, haven't we, for Thursday? And it and it went wrong um, because of their own doing, really. Um, but yeah, I ex- well, you're back at home, you're in front of your home fans, you've got to give us something, surely. And it just felt mm. pathetic yesterday, to be honest. So yeah, really disappointed. And it's now putting you in a position where you're starting to wonder, God, are we going to lose to Norwich?
1: Yeah. Well, some stats come in their way. Yes, you've got your hand up there.
2: Just a question from you guys who were at the King Park. Did you feel that the, were the crowd behind the team from the from the first whistle or was it more the crowd was waiting for the team to get them going or how, what was the atmosphere like down there? I think, the, there I think the we were
0: behind the team, um, for, you know 20 to 30 minutes, I think what's, what really stood out was how good their support was mm-hmm. they were really they were great yeah. they really yeah. were um, I was stuck
1: on it, a yeah, train the three quarters of them yeah. on the way
2: in <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I was there. I yeah. had a moment like you against Leeds. Tom. I was there with my Leicester shirt on, and everyone else in the whole
2: county
1: was and I was thinking, "Oh god!" But you know, they were they were friendly enough, and they said to me yesterday, "Yeah, um, you know, I'm not sure we're going to get anything." I said, "Look, if you can take a corner, you'll get something from this game." And that's that's pretty much how it feels at the minute, Barry. I suppose for for you, I know you watch a lot of our games. We one that you you wouldn't be surprised with yesterday. Really, that that sort of performance—it's been coming,
3: isn't it? Yeah, and well, let me do a little prediction, don't we? And, um uh, Aaron and I called that right, and I think that what the difference was is one team has something to play for and one didn't. That's that's what it looked like to me. It's he just very copied that Yeah, essentially. Well, he's top of the league, so I'll not do it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, he copied me, to be fair. Uh, yeah. The thing was, like, how many times, it doesn't matter what level of team you are, if you're Liverpool, Man City, Leicester, the amount of times that teams get knocked out of Europe and they lose the following game. Because it's, it's just def- it's absolutely deflated. Um, I think, like, I thought Everton were actually all right, but they, they just, I hate Lampard, but to be fair, he's just going route one and he's playing the dark arts when they don't have the ball. So he, every move, like like Tom said, every, every move, like, moves were coming to an end a bit early. Uh, there wasn't really any, like, was the, the They weren't clinical. they got to give credit to Everton as well. Like When they got, had a chance to break up the play and stop the momentum, they did it every time. And mm. if, like, like Leicester and a bit like Villa, we just don't have that shithouse in this. It's just mm. not there. We don't, we don't have the players to be clever about it. And every single Everton player seemed drilled in it. If they had a the chance to go down, they took it. No matter if you were six foot two, Mina, granted went off. Or like a, a fairy like Charleston. they they all went down into that time. And and I think it was important yesterday for them and a huge victory, to be fair.
1: Well, if you'd have uh, caught the highlights on much of the day too, like you say, you would have seen a bit of a wonder performance from Pickford. I just wonder if that clouds the picture of the overall game. He did make some great saves, but we were still so frustrated for for, for much of that. But he made some really good saves yesterday. The one from Mendy stood out. Um, Do you think based on that, we were fortunate to get something?
2: Um, yeah, I mean the one that's and then the one that stood out for me as well was Harvey Barnes at the um the, the shot that he saved from him. Um, that that he, he turned around the post. So yeah. yeah, of course you know, but you you know he is a quality goalkeeper on his day. He's got certainly he's got mistakes in him, but you know he's he is still a quality goalkeeper and and you know when it was. Certainly, another day something deflects in or or we get a goal first, or um Mikalenko's chance hits a post and come out again, but um we need to be better, we need to be stronger at home, and we need to impose ourselves more in the game so um absolutely um he, he had a good game and a very good game and and another day if he plays a bit worse, then there is a goal for us but against against Everton at home, you would like to think that he can still play well and we'll still have enough to 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 beat, to beat them, we'll still have, have the quality to beat them. You know, Harvey Barnes had a header that went just wide of the post, um, I believe, in the second half, and that kind of thing. We just need to be more clinical with those, um, getting those in the back of the net.
1: Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Um, I think a question, Tom, that I'll come to you with next is Demari Gray played yesterday against us before we discussed their winning goal. Were you yeah. surprised by the uh, adulation almost that he got from the stands? It was. Bizarre, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I think so. Especially given the timing in the game. Um, you know, when when you're losing a game, and it's yeah, he played a few games for us, but it was never it was never brilliant. Um, it, it wasn't like a, a long servant of the club. I'm not entirely sure why everyone started clapping him as he went off, to be honest. Yeah, it was, um, it was a
1: really, really weird one. So just to put it in context for anyone that wasn't at the game yesterday, because you wouldn't have seen that in any highlights, but he came over to the He also take put the corner. The, uh,
0: the corner in that caused his issues, so. <laughs>
1: yeah, he came, to, uh, he came to take the corner and he got almost a round of, uh, almost a standard ovation, wasn't it, from uh, maybe about half of the crowd. It was just really, really strange. And you talk about Leicester's mentality And the issues that we've got there, you just wonder if that's part of the issue, Tom, that the fans are a bit too nice as well. Do you
0: think so? Well, you know, I think think we've got... You're too nice, are you? Yeah, I'm not sure on on that from our reaction to the second goal, but...
1: I've got to I've got to come to a man with level three coaching badge uh, for the second goal. Barry, fifteen goals conceded now from corners this season. I've reached out to Opta and asked what the uh, what the record is for any team in any Premier League season for the most that's been conceded. So hopefully, I'll get a response on that. But fifteen goals conceded from corners—it just feels inevitable. What what was your take on that goal yesterday? It was
3: just the same, wasn't it? it was it was pure sort of um, zonal marking. Um, I can't actually remember who was closest to the ball at the time. It was, I just don't I, like. I don't know if if you're conceding what, what even if that's 15 goals, what fraction of that is over your overall you conceded? That must be what 40 percent. You carry something on and I'll win
1: that. I'll win yeah, that. Out. Like, so that like,
3: and it's not like it's the first season. That needs to just scrap zonal then if it's not working. Just sc- scrap it or try something different. I, like to to me, that's on Roger's that's and i i don't really care about <clears throat> if you've got a, a set piece taker or a set piece defender or whoever your defensive coaches that you just scrap that if you've got to ten you scrap that that's mental like it just, it just shouldn't be happening and like granted you don't really have monsters monsters in your team so yeah i, I don't know but like, I, I don't i don't really know what the answer is to that but if every if, if, if so many fifty te- 27 percent of Leicester's
1: goals this season have been conceded from corners. It's a high, uh, high like percentage, it feels,
3: isn't it? Like, granted, you can't obviously do it just now, but like, it'd be interesting if Opta were to say where Leicester would be without conceding them goals. Yeah, or yeah. even like just conceding five of them. It's, it's just an unreal amount. And I don't know. There is there is teams. The difference. I think the difference of the teams are the top three, maybe, and everyone else's, is they. They buy the best players in the world, but they're also units. Like if you look at Man City, they've got a couple of small boys, but there's not many. Same with same with Liverpool. They've just got guys that they can put five into their squad that will defend corners really well.
0: And I think like, they've got the depth to do that, haven't they?
3: Yeah, and and unfortunately, like Villa is the same. To be honest, we just we've got two or three big lads, but generally
1: okay.
3: they... a
1: comment from uh, a comment from Brendan Rodgers yesterday was that. Um, we don't have a profile of player that's tall enough to to clear corners, but he's put that squad together, uh, Aiden. So that is a, a really strange comment to
2: make, isn't it? It is, yeah. And 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 I mean, in a sense, maybe do you expect more of Johnny Evans, for example, because he is he is a big lad. Um, is Fafana nervous is he, as a young player? Has um, he still not got that maybe confidence and, and maturity? Um, you know, I know. I guess we're we maybe lacking a bit of experience there. We've got uh, in terms of Fafana, and then um, our fullbacks aren't aren't huge guys. I don't know. Um, we've talked again. about
3: it before, though. I, I think we've talked about like the—I can't remember what game it was—and um, Evans and Fafana must have been early on the season. Were were used as zonal markers and so not attacking defenders. And I, I, I can't, I can't say if that was the case yesterday, but like it's, it's just deploying the wrong players in the wrong positions. Obviously, mm. like you, you have, to, you have to. That has to be done correctly. That if DACA starts, he should be the front post guy. It just, it just didn't make sense. And if you're not really willing to to learn and change, you're always going to get the same result, unfortunately. And and that's the proof in the pudding of that.
1: But Brendan's saying pretty much, Tom, that. Um... You know, we don't have time to rectify this on the training ground. The the games are coming too thick and fast. But actually, since the last time we spoke, we could take this back another game. And, you know, Tammy Abraham's winner in the uh, European Conference League was exactly the same as that corner swung in on the six-yard line. For me, and I'll put this to you, uh, the goalkeeper has got to be doing more in terms of commanding the area and commanding his six-yard box.
0: Absolutely, yeah. All these these balls that are going in onto that six-yard line, he's, he's not calling for them. He's not coming for them. Um but as you say there, Tammy Abraham's goal, we've got Ricardo on him. And he didn't even he barely moved. He didn't jump. Um he didn't need to. something something is yeah. Something is seriously wrong with uh with our defensive mentality and then the way they're set up. And you said before, Barry, that
2: that's sorry, I didn't carry on. Just gonna say, I mean, Tammy Abraham's a big, strong guy, you know, and and oh, he's Ricardo's, a quality player. Yeah, yeah. And Ricardo's not that to me, that's a a question mark over who you're matching up. who you, sh- you know? Sh- should Ricardo be the person on Abraham? Just like in terms of muscle and physical presence, I think Abraham's always going to outmuscle him and-, and bully him off that. Um, so I-, I would question why why is Ricardo on um, on Abraham there?
3: Yeah, it needs but to be about- mixed up as well. It needs to be mixed up as well because we were getting punished for it last season. Um, it seemed to be teams where we were always using McGinn and Louise as like blockers, so we'd use that whoever the most attacking. So say it was Vestergaard, they'd be on him just preventing his run. But like the naivety of forgetting that there'll be other big boys in the teams that can win headers. Yeah. And I think uh, Leicester maybe just getting quiet a wee bit like that. They're keeping the same though They're not. You can do zonal marking, but mix it up where you put the main guys. And I just don't think Leicester do that. Uh, so yeah, and and and. For me, the buck the buck comes down to Rogers. for that because mm-hmm. he's the one who makes decisions. It doesn't matter if you don't have time training; it you, you, you can still change it. The professionals they would have played in different positions at a set piece before.
1: Is that a book, book Rogers reference coming in there as well, Barry? Was that book stops with Rogers? Rogers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, book Rogers. Is that not a comic book?
3: Oh, no. maybe. oh Buck Rogers. Sorry, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, what, what do you think, to T- What i was saying about Casper Michael Because I'm going to say something. There. It's possibly a little bit controversial, but we talk about rebuilds needed. I'm going to suggest that maybe we need a new captain and a new goalkeeper.
3: I would agree. I would agree with that. I, I, I've not I've not been as heavy campaigning this year, but because he has he has been having some great performances as a shot stopper. But like, <laughs> like even if you dumb it, dumb it down to playing something like FIFA, you need to have good qualities in all four attributes, and he doesn't have that. He's maybe got one of the four. Would that be unfair to say? Like he is a good shot stopper, but his distribution isn't good. He doesn't come and clean the ball. Um, yeah, he's, he's just not demanding enough. And if you, if your defence, um, like like Evans and, Fna- and Favana are good and they are, but you do need more. Like if you know you're you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna line up on your six yard line if you know your keeper's not going to come and get it. Because yeah. you want to protect that space. You can, put, you can push strikers away from that if your keeper's going to come and collect it. Like another example is De Gea. He's awful at that as well. And that's why you've got, they, they've got big centre-halves covering the, the six-yard mm-hmm. six line. You can't hit the ball.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, you know, what, what I'm talking about there, guys, isn't from a, a place of anything malicious or anything petulant. It's just a belief that to be better, we've got to look for slightly better now. I'm eternally grateful for what Casper Schmeichel has done for Leicester City Football Club. Um, but I feel like we're coming towards the, the end of that, that reign. After, I feel he puts us under a little bit more pressure than we need to be on sometimes. And we talk about leadership and on-field leaders. Since he's been made captain, it's, it's not particularly gone well for us so far. Uh, Aidan, what's your, what's your view on what I've said there? Would you be in agreement or do you uh, do you want to challenge me? Um, I think,
2: it, I guess... It, I would be in agreement. I guess it it feeds into maybe a bigger a bigger conversation, and maybe that surrounds what we'll talk about regarding Renan Rogers and do a stick or do a um you know stick with him or not. You know where we see ourselves as a club and what our ambition is. You know, um, we can expect. I think we can expect better from Casper Schmeichel and Maschude, but probably at this stage, you know, if we're wanting to fight for top four. Top five or even top six, then I would agree with you that we'll probably need to get get better. And um, if we're if we're willing to to be a top half club and look for success in the in the cups, then maybe stick with them. But no, I don't disagree. I think um, he, he's not. You know, we, we want someone who who is at level better. Ooh. And I guess, Tom, what I was coming to was that that whole
1: set-piece area is one of the problems, isn't it? It's not all of the problems by any stretch of the imagination, but that is something that we potentially could fix by having a more confident goalkeeper that come off his line and, and deal with some of these situations.
0: Yes, yeah, I suppose so. I, I think even, even just getting a, another keeper in to, to challenge Kasper, uh, perhaps perhaps it'll push his, his game up, but... Um... In terms of the, you know, the captaincy, he's he's never really he's never really done it for me. Like b- becoming captain, um, that that's an area where you really want a central defender or central midfielder taking the reins of of the team. But we've unfortunately not found the right person for that. It was a different type of captain as well, wasn't it? Because had Wes Morgan, who was so calm and collected, and
1: uh, it, you know he. Led through the way that he was rather than what he said, I think. And Casper uh, is more of a shouter, and yeah, it's, it's not, I don't think it's particularly worked out so far. So, we weren't happy when that second goal went in yesterday, we were irate to say the least because we could see it
0: coming, couldn't we? We could see it coming. I'm I'm also not happy that we didn't make the highlight reel on match of the day because we were the only two stood up swinging our arms about. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we'd we both said to each other before the ball came in it's a goal. And rightly enough, yeah. We don't even say that out of jest,
1: do we? It's just a natural no, feeling no. That, that this is going to be a goal when the other team get a corner. That's that's a bad situation to be in. Two years ago, we were the league leaders for the amount of goals conceded at corners. We conceded five goals from a corner over the, the whole season. And now we've come right. to what we've come to this season. It's that's just a crazy turnaround, isn't it? Isn't it? Crazy turnaround. Uh, what other things would you, like, would you say are the problems for Leicester at the minute, Barry, from when you watch them? So, for example, playing the ball around the back too which is that, that an issue for you?
3: Um, no, I don't think it is, because I think, I think you guys are pretty good at it. Um, they did, I didn't feel like they did that on, on Sunday. Uh, <clears throat> I think, you, yeah, changing the captaincy is one. I think you've got a ready-made captain in KDH. Someone that's probably going to be a lifer. Uh, he's someone who puts his heart and soul to everything and he, he's a he's a leader like if he loses well he goes and tackles or he knows when to get the crowd inside like a, a big tackle will get the crowd inside and he's sensible at that Casper can't do any of that he can't, even with a save that doesn't get the, the fans going um, I think the midfield that's where the real restructure needs to happen um, and I don't even know what that looks like like even now You've got KDH there, but who else? Like, I. just going, isn't he? Yeah, he's good. Like, and he needs to. I think he needs to. I think. I think he's. I think he's hit. But he's hit his ceiling as well. I don't think he's going to get better than that. I think what he's his career is going to turn now is um, he's he's going to probably go to a big club, but just be a bench player. Yeah. Um, And Didi, I don't know what's happened to him. He's just gone. He's completely gone. Like KDH and Mendy is a decent two of a three but they lack in height and they lack in prowess so you're kind of they are putting Madison in there which is which is like it would feel like us which is weak that that would be a weak midfield mm-hmm. or you have to replace three like get three players in like I think you keep Mendy because I think he's done brilliant since he came back KDH has, has has been phenomenal phenomenal this season but it's just a, the profile what Brendan was sent in that which was which clearly for the board there isn't the profile there but unfortunately that's what everyone every club needs. Mm. We're probably Villa's gonna Villa's gonna probably pour 60-70 million into something like that. Whether that's one one star or two of the same character. Well, uh, they're just not there. Like Aye, but when they are there, they get snapped up. Like the, the peak of that is like Fernandini or or Rodri, and they're in the both bloody. They're the same squad. They're probably the best team at it. So you you kind of have to you have to gamble on. Players from Germany or France that are doing it and hopefully it happens like Kante or something like that yeah. um, but I, I, don't, I don't know I think that market is virtually impossible for Leicester because it, unfortunately in a the league there's teams with a lot more clout that will pay bigger wages and probably slightly better prospects because you're going to be in a bit of transition
1: I totally agree I think we'll come on to a couple of points now um... One of them will be the, the squad clear-out. The other one will be, you know, whether Brendan Rodgers is the right man to, to see that through. But in terms of squad clear-out, Aidan, it's been reported today by Fabrizio Romano, very reliable with transfers that uh, Arsenal are getting quite close now to striking a deal with us to sign. Uh, Eurotillam is for £40 million pounds this summer. What's your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I did I did read that, I read that and I agree with, with Barry. I think it's time for... Time for us to say goodbye to him and time, time for him to move on. Um, we're not getting the same performances um, as we had, and I think his head's elsewhere. And the, the wise thing is to, to clear clear him out um, uh, along with some others and and refresh and, and, and go again. I think if we hang on to him, I don't think things will change. I don't think his performance will, will get better. Um, and I think he, as an individual, uh, is ready for for a change. And, and Arsenal would maybe suit him well. Good luck to him.
1: Are you were surprised he's still playing as much as he is then? Because he
2: I know he didn't win at the game yesterday, but he
1: dropped what could only be described as a true zero out of ten performance yesterday. He was <laughs> absolutely shocking. and um, so with that in mind, he clearly doesn't want to be here.
2: Why not just not play now to the end of the season? Yeah, yeah. I mean the same, I guess the same could have been said for, for Riyadh Mahrez in 2017, 18, and and he did continue to to play on until th- through to the end of the, the end of the season. Um even though it was clear that he was going to leave in the summer. So um yeah, I mean that's a, a question to be asked. I guess he's still a hard player to drop. Um because the questions asked if he doesn't play and you lose, you know, should he should he have been on the pitch? Um but yeah, I see I see your point. In tribute
1: to him there, Tom, he will have always given us that day at Wembley, won't he? He will always have that place in our folklore, I suppose. The uh unbelievable hit that sent us to be the FA Cup winners last season
0: yeah yeah you can't deny him that and and he has been a good player for us you know we we have been raving about him over the last last couple of seasons um yeah it's just a shame now that you can see in his performances that his head's not there um and these players you know that no, no one's name should always be written on the team sheet. It should be how you're performing. Really, we've got plenty of other players to fill that position. Um, you know, if, if we're looking for someone kind of a bit a bit chunkier to take up that that midfield position as well, you've got Samari there. You've you've got Chowdhury. Um Give one one of them a go. There's nothing to lose now.
1: Got Young Sammy Baybrook as well, who's from the academy. That's on the edge, I believe, of, of getting into the first team. What better opportunity is there for him now against two of the bottom three, in fact the bottom two in the next two games to to maybe get a bit of a cameo? We could see some of the young players, Tom.
0: It would, yeah. I'd like to see uh, a bit more Brunt as well. Um I mean I'm still sort of pondering the team sheet yesterday, to be honest. Like um we've not even mentioned KDH playing at left wing back. And <laughs> you know, how many how many players have we got that we that can take up these positions? We're suddenly Shifting around our best players.
1: Well, who have we got? We've got Thomas. We've got JJ. We've got Castagne. That were all fit and able to have played in that position yesterday, and he yeah. played a centre centre midfield out there. Bizarre. Do you
3: know? Bizarre. Do you know, Think that's? Do you know? Think that's just like the stereotypical manager at the end of season trying to highlight deficiencies. Not that there's a deficiency for Leicester, but just saying that we yeah, need so I don't, I don't know. That. Like the way he's the way he's talking is, he's almost like we need to start. We need to spend because the teams around us are going to be spending big as well.
1: Yeah. Do you think? Uh, who else do you think will be leaving this summer, Tom? Who else would you say is at risk of not being part of the
0: squad next season? Um. Well, I know. I know. The other day you mentioned Perez. Not sure on him, to be honest. I feel like he's still got a role to play um, for when Madison's not not taking things up. Um, I mean, we've, we've got to sign Lockman. <sighs> Look, I, I don't can know. See, I, I could see, see Ian, Ian Hatchie
3: going. Yeah. 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 I could see yeah. him going. Ian
0: Hatchie. Do, do you
1: think he'd be better
3: suited to a different Bianche. league Barry? Ian Hatchie? Ian No, that, Well, no, that's probably that's probably what happened. But there's definitely there's definitely teams he could join in the Premier League and make them better. I think, um, um, but I think he'll be good. he he wants to be the, the starter now, um, yeah. Because he he hasn't really played poorly. Whether he started and not scored, no, I always true. think he's been in a proper he, he always puts in a proper shift, and you can't do that with him. And there'll be, there'll be teams that want that, um, like like a Fulham, him him and Mitrovic could be pretty lethal. I think so. Someone like that mm. moving to moving to London, get the lifestyle.
1: How much do you think he might fetch in this sort of market? About thirty million, something like that.
3: Um, maybe I think if you got if you got your money back, I still think that's an okay deal. Yeah, that was twenty five. Yeah,
1: what we paid for him. Yeah, something like said, that. Would, I think that's fair. Would you be sad to see the back here? Uh, <laughs> Collecting that chair, Aidan?
2: Wasn't it? Was it last season? Um, that, that he really seemed to to kind of catch fire and and, and had that really good spell. Um, but overall. It's a disappointing one, isn't it? Overall, he, he he's flattered to dis- he's um, kind of flattered to deceive a bit, and he and we have never really seen that consistency of of you know of scoring enough goals or or, or, or you know really getting his name in the, in the score sheet um, enough. I think part of that our, our system hasn't always suited him. He's been in and out of the team um, and you know, we haven't always played him as with another man up front, which seemed to work well for him um, that spell last season, so um, a bit disappointed I think you would look back at his spell at Leicester City and, and with a feeling of disappointment that it could have been maybe not loads better, but but certainly a bit better um, but yeah, I'd agree, I think it, it, he's that kind of player that you could make a case for him to stay but really you're probably doing more of a favour to, to rather than hoping that it'll get better to, to try and um, let, him, let him move on if, if that's what's going to happen and, and bring somebody else in new and, and have a fresh start.
1: Here's a question for you then guys, I'll come to you individually around, around this but if you were going to look we speak about the rebuild because that's the terminology that Brendan Rodgers has used but if you're going to keep four players as the absolute key part of this team for next season, who, who would they be? Who would the spine of this team be for you next season? Barry, I'll come to you first. Well, just pick one or pick four? pick all four of them we'll just uh, see what the other lads have got Aidan Scribbling, second series I
3: think it's yeah. easy Kofana, um KDH Barnes
0: and Madison
3: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'd already wrote three of those down uh, before you finished that so yeah when you when you then said Barnes I thought well yeah, you wouldn't want to see him leave really. You want to build a team around local lads, don't you? KDH and Barnes. Um Madison can play a blinder on his day for Farner. Probably our best player at the moment.
2: And Aiden.
3: <laughs>
2: Unfortunately just the same, yep. Uh, see it the same. Um yeah, I'd be I'd be got to see any of those guys um move on. I know that okay. Madison's been up and down, you know, in his career for us. He's he's been up and down, but again, I, I'd like to see him continue to improve and be kind of this, the you know that creative main creative element in, in midfield for us going forward. I Think it's a good basis
0: for a team as well,
2: though. Yeah, for me, I was really similar to, to you guys. So I
1: got asked this question on a show that I've just been on just before we we've started ours tonight, and again, the majority was was the same. But the one that I would add in there that we haven't spoke about is probably James Justin. I think he, when once he's back to his best, he's going to be yeah. a top player again. Um, but there's probably only eight or nine now, you'd say, you de- desperately want them to be part of whatever's going to happen moving forward. So for, for me, that would be, at full-back, you've got uh, Castagne, Thomas, and not Thomas, sorry, Castagne, Pereira and, and Justin. Pafana, and I still take another year out of Johnny Evans, I think, if he can keep himself fit. Uh, so Siyunku, I would let go. I think he he could be part of the saleable assets and someone that's going to help us. Midfield, like you said, Madison, KVH, uh, Harvey Barnes, Adam Luckman, Tommy said earlier needs to be signed. I would agree with that. I think he's a steal at ten million quid. Uh, and yeah. I still think Patson Daka has got more to offer us as well. Eleven goals in his first season, Patson Daka, Aiden. That's. Uh, Twice as many as Jamie Vardy's first season in the Premier League. I'm not comparing the two, but has Patson Dacca been written off slightly early for you?
2: Yeah, you certainly can't write the guy off um, at this point. Am I right in saying, did four of those goals come in in Moscow? In that yeah, single single game. Game. yeah. yeah. yeah uh, I mean, yeah, no, that doesn't make a huge <laughs> difference. You know, you'd love to see him scoring more frequently in, in, in the Premier League, wouldn't you? Um, but no, I, I think. He hasn't had the chance to the opportunity to get into a groove to show us what he's what he's all about um yet. So I, I think we need to stick with him um and, and yeah, stick with him for now.
1: And uh Barry, I'll come to you on this 40 odd minutes in gets the meat of the issue now. Should the manager be the person that's overseeing uh, this rebuild in the summer? Should he still be in charge?
3: Um I think so, but I think that's more of a question for you three fans
1: it's just so,
3: interesting
1: through, yeah just interesting your view as, a, as an outsider if you like because often it's it's easier to have those views on the outside isn't it
3: yeah I think I think I've had a topsy-turvy relationship with Rogers this season <laughs> I would not been his biggest fan and even going back to the the corners like yeah uh, with him it's either stubbornness or ignorance and neither is a good quality to have as a manager so if he's not going to come away from that, then like, what what is the difference? Is he, he going to like? He he probably have to clear out some of your coaching staff and start afresh. Mm-hmm. I think that probably needs to be done. And whoever is on dependent set pieces needs to be fired.
1: Kellen Torre, sure. right,
3: supposedly. <laughs> like he just doesn't install. I don't know. Like I don't know. There's, if that is genuine, because even, I, I was watching was the warm up on Sunday. Was it at Roma? I'm sure I was watching a video, like watching the pregame and he was chatting to people but no one was looking at him. Um, I think I got distracted by my boy but like I was going to put in the WhatsApp but there's just something he just doesn't, for me, it seems like something that wouldn't command authority. Mm. Like why would, why would Johnny Enthalz listen to him? Like who do you think you are telling me what to do? I'm better than you. I just, I just don't know. Um, like but, like he, he is the right man. There's no denying it. Because when you've had bad spells, he's changed it, tinkered it a little bit and made it better. I £10 think, million um, pounds a year, though. £10 million pounds a year better, Tom.
1: Is he it, is it worth that? <laughs> could, or could we get someone that could do the job better than he can for that
0: money? Absolutely, you could get someone <laughs> that could do the job better, um, but they're not proven. So it's, it's easy to make those kind of claims. Uh, I think... I think one of the things that's most worrying at the moment is the amount of fans that are comparing him and the current style to Claude Puel. Mm. Um I mean, that was a horrendous run, and it, to be fair, yeah, this this season's been dreadful. It's been, uh, you could say, a complete disaster compared mm-hmm. to the two seasons before it. So, I think we're in we're in a bit of a tough situation where, yeah, someone's either got to pull the trigger and and get on with someone, getting someone else in. But it's, you know, it's going to cost a hell of a lot of money to do that. 20 million quid in compensation. Holy oh, hell,
3: that is mental, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of money. Yeah.
1: Uh, Aidan, where do you stand on, on Brendan Rogers? I, I suspect I might be the only one here, and I'll come on to my own view shortly, but I might feel that like now's the right time to, to part ways. Uh, but I'm going to presume that you're still with him.
2: I'm still with them, yeah. I'm still with them. Um, I do share your, your concerns, and I, and I share that this has been a disappointing season um, for someone that's on big money, and for the capability in our in our squad. And um, as I said, match of the day too. Yes, we've had injuries, and um, yes, that's been difficult. Um, and competing in Europe, um, on Thursday on Thursday nights, which which isn't always easy. And um, but yeah, we would have expected better. Um, but then, perhaps on the on the flip side of that is, you know, in the last few seasons we've been two top five finishes. Of course the disappointment of missing out in the fourth place when we are in the top four for so long but nonetheless, two top five finishes in an FA Cup um, and a Community Shield. Um, I don't know whether you count the semi-final of the Europa Conference League as success or, or not with, um, you know, with that good uh, defeat of PSV Eindhoven, you know, putting them out. Um so do you say on that side of the coin it had we overachieved a bit, in you know, the, the last couple of seasons, and we'll have to take that into the mix and say overall what he's delivered has been acceptable, and and when he just stick by him, that we can, you know, we can um, we can improve again or or get better next season. So and then the second question is, you know, what what is success? What what do we define as success going forward? To me, I, I think. Um, especially with how Arsenal and Tottenham are, are playing, um, and Chelsea in the mix, and then Man City and Liverpool, who are that, that league above, you know, the, the, the top four isn't going to come back to us time, you know, anytime soon. So when he did kind of move on from that, is it is being the sixth place team? Is that success, or are we happy with that? And can we trust him to bring that back to us? I think. I think, uh, I think stick with him.
1: Yeah, I think a comment that he made yesterday that, again, has angered some of the fan bases was, look, when I arrived here, people were just happy to stay in the league, but now we're unhappy when we don't win trophies. The other side to that is when he joined us, we were 12th in the league and now we're 14th um, on potentially what is going to be our worst Premier League season since returning to the top flight nine years ago. Uh, it could be even worse than the great escape season this for us. That's not a success Barry, is it?
3: No, not whatsoever. I hate it when managers say stuff like that. That's that's an egotistical manager. That's a Mourinho-style type of manager. Um, (coughs) It's disappointing. Um, Actually, when I was listening to you guys talk, I was thinking, actually, if if there is going to be that much of an overhaul, this would be the right time. Mm. There's no point in in overhauling with the wrong players if you're going to pull the trigger on the manager six months later. Like, who that manager is, I'm not too sure. But yeah, like, if if there is a time to do it and you're going to, you can see a lot going in, a lot coming coming in, a lot going out, it would be the right time to do it.
1: That's exactly where my thoughts are as well, uh, Barry. So you've led me into that quite nicely. Um, From my own point of view, which is I, I believe Leicester have got one chance to get this right in terms of a rebuild of the the squad. Uh, Last time we had anything similar was probably just after we won the league where we got it badly wrong and slipped back down the table for a good few years to come after that. My worry is that with Brennan Rodgers not having 100% confidence of those that are around him at the moment, if he isn't the right person to do this and he spends all of the money getting whoever else in Vestergaard on a 28-year contract for 36 million quid or whatever, um, then we've got big problems down the line because we won't be able to afford anywhere else to come in and do that. It almost feels like we need a bit of excitement building towards the club now. A bit of uh, a bit of a, a fanfare, really. For let's go out and get, get a man that is worth ten million pounds a year. If that's what the going rate right, is, that's what we're paying. You know, can can we attract someone that's a good name for that? I, I would imagine we can because money talks. Uh, but let's do it all in one fell swoop this summer and let's really go for it. So I don't know what your thoughts on that. Those guys, I'm not sure if you're going to back me or not, but you know that's my that's my tuppence worth, Aiden.
2: Well. Well, how do you follow that? Um, I, I mean, if I battled it back to you, do you have any names or any you know any kind of yeah name two maybe two or three managers? Yeah, i of you manager two. That you're thinking.
1: I'll give you two, and I think we have to go out to Europe to get these sort of managers because I, I'm not satisfied with your Graham Potter's uh, and people like that, which are maybe slightly more obvious. Uh, I'd be happy with someone like Lucian, Is it Favre that was at Borussia Dortmund for a few years? So he's been out of work for about 12 months now. He played some really exciting football at, at Dortmund. Uh, and Gasparini at Atalanta, who's done exactly the same thing, built a team up, got them into the Champions League, uh, played some excellent football along the way and developed players. So for me, that's the sort of ilk of manager that I think we should be, should be going after.
3: Do you think the fan base, say, say 65% or less of the leftist fan base, agree with you? Or would they be willing to take a chunk out of the transfer market to let Rogers go yeah. and have a, another season of potential like mm-hmm. mediocrity or because that's the two options isn't it like than the don't have options. that that bank I, to, to sacrifice that.
1: that that's a really good point isn't it because it's not as simple as pull a trigger and he's gone this is a <laughs> 20 million pound player that we won't be able to afford on the back of it
0: Tom over to you yeah <laughs> I mean as, as you say you kind of um you kind of giving him his chance to rebuild in the summer and sticking with it for a full season, aren't you? Um, and you know he's then putting his money where his mouth is, but who knows where where your club could be at that point. Um, it's a risk, isn't it? Either way, it is. It is a risk, um, and I think like your comparison to the transfer market, say after we won, um, after we won the league. That was when other teams in the Premier League were at the lowest points. You had Arsenal completely failing. You had, well, Man U is still a bit of a mess, but you know you know what I'm saying. Um, now you've got Newcastle with, what, 200 odd billion. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's other teams that are going to be chucking money around and there simply aren't enough top quality players that will move to the Premier League. So
1: you do that point a difference then, don't you?
0: yeah i suppose, I suppose to keep
1: to, to keep doing it the same thing over and over again expecting something different definition of madness yeah. i believe aiden which is what exactly
0: what our uh defending from corners is <laughs> yes, yes, <yeah.
1: laughs> so as it stands now then um, and again i say it with no malice but i would i would uh, be in the brendan out camp if there is such a thing i believe that is a minority still i've run a Another poll today. Uh, every poll that I see is still very much branded in, and you three guys are sticking with him for the time being. Is that, is that fair to say? Uh, yeah?
0: I wouldn't say
3: that. All right,
1: sorry, uh, Tom.
0: My arm can be twisted quite easily.
3: <laughs> right. okay. but, you, but you know what? With the, with the rebuild, like there's the like I, I'm like a total advocate for like the championship. there these managers in there. That you could, if if you need to sacrifice that twenty million and get a manager's going to come in. Change change the team because it's not like you don't have hard working players. You've got good players that will probably get excited about trying something different. And you don't you don't really need to rip up the formation. Mm-hmm. You just need to sort of blot it out with the correct players rather than sticking with the players that Brendan has been. And yeah. that, the the point that like it would never happen, but that lad at Nottingham um, not Forest would be yeah. a decent shout and he'd be cheap. And like this players in the championship or premiership quality, it's just teams aren't willing to take a chance. But if you take a manager from that week, they're willing to take that chance. And you can get these players for 10, 15, 29
1: I would agree. Just to end this sort of part of the conversation, um, I asked the, the question earlier on our Facebook page, people's views, just to give a bit of balance to each each side of it. We've got a guy that said, Brendan is absolutely not to be trusted. It's cheaper to replace one man than it is to risk signing more players like Vestergaard and Samare. I can't believe the amount of people who fall for his claptrap claiming the players aren't good enough. What the same ones who finished fifth last season are no longer good enough claims. We had a young side in Europe. We had the joint highest average of any of the 12 European teams competing that week in the first leg of the semi claims. He doesn't have any time in training to iron out the problems. It's literally his job. Uh, and that, that post went on there for a little bit and it was a really passionate and um, point about how Brendan wasn't the right man. And, um, so someone else has said there was key absences of Fafana Evans, JJ Ricardo, Castagna, and Vardi, Vardy, and um, that's happened this season, and that's really cost us. So I, I get that side as, as well. Uh, guys, we have a game Wednesday night against <laughs> against uh, Norwich, who are not performing too well at the moment. How confident should we should we be
0: about that, Tom? <laughs> um, well, based on performance, I'm not. Ever so confident. I mean, we we should be bloody confident. We've 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 got a team that should be in the top half, but we're not there, are we? So it's uh the results the only thing that matters, really.
1: Because Norwich are a mess, aren't they, Barry? Uh, well watch what's their highlights yesterday? They uh, seem totally off it. They're not a Premier League club, by any imagination. It could be really damaging for Leicester to go and lose that game on Wednesday, couldn't it?
3: Uh, yeah I, I don't think he will um, I, I think it'll probably be quite convincing and then everything will be rosy again but um, yeah it, like What's that, yeah yeah. if you, if you lost then <laughs> it'd be interesting to see what who Rogers would blame after that because it is the bottom team they are the worst team in the league they've got zero to play for which gives them a bit of freedom but same with Leicester there should be no excuses in that game every team that plays there now should be absolutely pummeling them and Leicester should be starting that for sure
1: same as Watford as well, really, Barry, because we've got them next after,
3: yeah. after Norwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, they're, but they're a big team, so you don't want to be conceding yeah. too many corners. My, them, that's for sure.
1: Here's my stat for you, then, just as we're near completion this evening. Uh, Watford have lost their last 11 games at home in the Premier League and their next game at home in the Premier <laughs> League is against Leicester <laughs> on Saturday. The ever Blige of Foxes. Give us a prediction for the two games, if you will.
2: Um, i say against Norwich I think we'll we'll get a 2-0 win against Norwich and a 2-1 win at at, um, at
1: Watford Beckeridge Road 6 points and we'll be surged back up the table
2: 6 points surging back up the table yeah. Go on then Tom uh, I'll go for a 2-1 um,
0: against Norwich 2-0 against Watford.
2: Same as Ayman. I said 2-1 against Watford. Oh, apologies. Apologies. Okay. How's the old prediction league going there,
1: anyway? Who's... Uh, is a behind there?
2: them in math Like, all right, all right. I'm getting there, I'm getting there. Aaron, yeah, Aaron's kind of run home, really, already. Just guessing at on that one. what We're doing in the Premier League now. We won't
1: actually have the points, so we'll just say it. Man City are probably going to win. Yep. <laughs> Harry, how's Leicester going to get these two I, fixtures?
3: I think you'll win 4-0 against <clears throat> Norwich. And I think 2-1 against Watford.
1: I'll go 2-0 and 2-1 then. Copy, Tom. 2-0 against Norwich and 2-1 against Watford. So actually then, next well, time we will throw That's the
0: That's the other way around. Yeah. Oh, all right. All
1: right. What
2: so are you
1: saying? 2-0 against Norwich? Yeah, 2-1 against Watford.
2: Okay. Not that I'm going to do anything with this, anyway. No, of course <laughs> I am. Of course
1: I am. <laughs> Listen, if that all okay. happens, then we'll, we'll be sat here in a week's time in a much happier Might place, will not we? Yeah. Still a couple of games a season still to gain. Let's just hope that they're not on holiday just yet and that they're going to keep fighting. Because that would be a, that'd be the least they could do for the fans, really. These fans have travelled all over Europe all these miles, 60-odd games a season. And we, we want to end the season well, don't we? Not without it. A bit of a fight, Tom. I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you certainly don't want to be fizzling out towards <laughs> towards the last few games, and you know we've we've got Southampton last game in the season as well. You've got to you. Got to win that at home. You think so?
2: Mm, I think the draw gets here get a draw that one. Oh, yeah, you're not doing 0-0 end of season <laughs> draft,
1: <bro. laughs> listen you guys we've covered we've covered quite a bit tonight so thanks very much for your for your time uh, we're some hard-hitting stuff there was no time for Last Man Sander or anything else like that today but the, uh, the rebuild as it's now known hopefully will start to take a bit of shape by the time we next speak and uh, I look forward to speaking to you again then but to Barry to Aidan and to Tom Thanks for your time and thank you for listening to It's 11, it's heaven for Jamie Vardy and we'll speak to you again next time.